what's up guys? How we doing? Excited to be back and excited to bring you this episode. Uh, had a chance to hop on and talk with uh, CG Ruthless and uh, it was awesome. We talked a whole bunch of 49ers draft options. We went back and forth, just gave our takes, who we liked, bounced ideas off of each other. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm just going to sync that up on here. Uh, again, this was from his show that I did, uh, I think it was on Saturday, so just a couple days ago. Uh, so I hope you enjoy. Also, cool announcement if you haven't heard yet, um, my 85-page, 220-plus draft prospect book, <laughs> if you want to call it that. I call it the Draft Companion. Um, but it's out. I finally finished it like 2 a.m. late Sunday night. So if you want it, just shoot me a message, shoot me a DM on Twitter, and I'd be happy to email it over to you. I'm giving it away. So anyways, yeah, uh, that's pretty much everything as far as the intro goes. So, uh, here's my talk with CG Ruthless. As always, go Niners. Yo, CG is going live. We, we're going to discuss the draft, and we got one of my special guests. But tune in, guys. I'm about to put in the music. Let's get on, guys. We're watching CG Ruthless Sports, and we're going to watch the 49ers talk, and we're talking. Go. This is CG Ruthless Sports. I will be brutally honest. Ain't nothing but being brutally honest. Coming at you with another video. And gentlemen, let's welcome our special guest, man. I want you guys to show the same energy for my guy, Brian Carter, 99, man. We got 99 problems, but they ain't one. <laughs> How's it going, bro? I think you're muted. You're right. I did for your intro there. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I was, uh, I was pumped when you reached out. I was like, sweet. Yeah, I like the draft season. I see you do a lot of drafts, and a lot of people have been recommending me to check out what you got, bro. I'm very impressed, you know. The thing that stands out is, you know, draft season is one of my favorite seasons. No offense to the Super Bowl, but when it comes down to the draft, man, I'm just excited on the next guy we get, you know. I hear you. It's a, it's a fun time of the year. Just is a time when everybody can be hopeful. And uh, it doesn't matter what your team is, you know, when the season's over and it's draft season, you start getting pumped for these guys and like the potential and the future. And uh, it's fun, you know, and it's also 
it's a little bit funny because we get like hyped about like fifth round wide wide receivers and they're probably not even gonna like be anything they might be but it's still fun just to get like hyped and look at these guys and just kind of like play with all the possibilities in your in your mind on what could happen with your team in the future oh absolutely do like What's there to be excited about these late round gems? But then again, the Niners just find these talents. Like whatever reason, the fifth round's always been our lucky number. Like fifth round, we find somebody. George Kittle, Talanoa Hafunga, Dre Greenlaw, Elijah Mitchell. I mean, Lenore. Yeah, Diamondor Lenore, fifth rounder. I mean, you name it. Like we find late round guys and undrafted guys, and they just end up being studs. So, you know, maybe, maybe there are some, maybe it doesn't even matter that we don't have a first or a second round pick because we waste all, them. All three of our fifth rounders will be, will be pro bowlers. That's, that seems to be the rule. <laughs> it seems like, it seems like when you look at it this way, like the first two picks, it's like we waste them a lot. Like, what's the point? <laughs> like, they don't even turn out good. Like, yeah. um, I'm pretty high on Drake Jackson, even though we got him in the second round last year. I think he'll, He'll make a big leap. I was very impressed with his athleticism and stuff like that. But going into this, yeah, there's some upside. I I think he just has to get in shape. You know, like the rookie wall is a real thing. And you hear about these guys where it's like you go through college and then you finish your college season. And the next thing you know, you're declaring for the draft. And then you're prepping for the senior bowl. And then you have the combine. And then you get done with the combine. And then there's the draft. And then it's like, when you're going into your rookie season, you don't really have a chance to like focus specifically on football and recover. Cause it's like, it's like you're training for the Olympics and then you're training for like testing and you're doing all these things and you're not spending the off season building your body. Like you wouldn't an NFL off season. So I think that's why rookies hit the wall and Drake Jackson kind of hit a rookie wall last year after about 10 weeks or so, he just kind of got worn out, which happens especially because the kid's like 21 years old. Can you imagine trying to like, you know, fight like freaking grown offensive tackles when you're 21 years old and you haven't had, you know, a couple months off. Um, So I just hope he's training hard for the off season because if he builds a little bit of strength, I think, uh, I think he will take a leap. Yeah, I think he will. I think that's what makes it so interesting about this pick was his, his talent wise. I mean, you usually hit the rookie wall, but usually the second year they break out. So um, a lot of the guys after we go into those other rounds, man, but what is it with the Niners just going running back third round or whatever, bro? I just don't understand. It's head scratching. Like it's hard to be excited about the draft, but we get these running backs early. And it's not just that they, I, my philosophy, I'll explain my running back philosophy real quick. It's pretty simple. Is I believe that you should draft a running back every single year, but you shouldn't do it until like the fifth round. Like every year, but like fifth, sixth, seventh round, you get a guy. I think that it, there's more valuable positions to spend those first two day picks on. You know, your first, second, third rounders. Those are impact players at, a, at expensive positions. And typically the blocking the blocking itself and the scheme fit matters more than how highly a running back is drafted. Cause if you're getting in the NFL, you're already a really good running back. And it, what's more important is how the offensive line is blocking. You know, if you don't have good blocking, it doesn't matter if you're a top five running back because 
you're getting tackled in the backfield. But if you have a good offensive line and a good scheme, you can kind of just plug a guy in and he'll be productive as long as he's a scheme fit. Look at Elijah Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Like a sixth round pick. And he had like 900 plus rushing yards as a rookie. Yeah, he's got that that type of speed where he, he can make some plays. But uh, I'm not against drafting running backs. I just think drafting them too early is kind of like I don't get it. Like I can wait to the fifth or maybe to the late round or get one undrafted at least because at least yeah. you get some production out of it. But uh, that's always been head scratching is you always go running back this early. But, um, you know, there there are certain positions. Running backs that, it seems like they pick running backs that don't even fit their scheme. They're like, yeah, we run a wide zone scheme, so we're going to pick up some inside zone and, like, downhill power backs. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, These like guys you go, aren't a fit. <laughs> yeah, like, how, how do you get a guy like Trey Sermon? No offense to him, but he was a power back. And then you get somebody yeah. like – then you go Ty Davis-Price, like – Yeah, I think he's best in like, a, in, like, a gap scheme. He'd be good in a gap scheme, you know, like – just downhill hitting a gap. Um, Trey Sermon, he's an inside zone runner. I, we run a wide zone system. Like, I don't – Yeah. Those pictures didn't make sense for me. I, I just hope we don't go on that other route again. But knowing how it is, like, there's there's at least a few running backs I'd probably be fine with, but they need to be, like, late rounds. And I'm pretty sure there's this one running back I'm okay with. Like, if I had to go with a running back we can take a flyer on – I got at least two running backs who should be there in the late rounds. Eric Gray is another guy I like. Receiving back gives you – he's a physical type back too, but he kind of fits more of our system because you got to catch the ball and do a little blocking also. So, Yeah, no, I like him too. Um, I had like a fourth, fifth round grade on him, and I really liked him out of Oklahoma. I think think there's a lot of uh, guys that, again, can be productive – because we have a good we have a good scheme so you just find someone who like fits and i think that it'll work out um but yeah i mean if you're talking like fifth rounders eric gray um evan hull out of northwestern i liked him uh generic prince out of tulsa i really liked his film and they brought him in for a top 30 visit he's a six foot 215 and ran a four four one and uh just like a strong guy with good contact balance with some breakaway speed um he had an academic suspension so he missed the first four games of the season and the Niners really like guys who have their off-field stuff taken care of so I'm guessing that's probably why they brought him in for a top 30 visit was like hey what happened with the academics because I mean, some people have this guy as like a sixth, seventh round or like undrafted, but I was watching the film and I was like, dude, this kid's talents like third, fourth round, but maybe he just doesn't have his head on straight. But like I said, there's a lot of good guys who could be available there in that like fifth, sixth round range that I'd be okay with. Yeah. There's some flyers with these kids. I mean, um, there's a couple of guys. I know there's this Rashawn Johnson from Texas. He's another good back I kind of like. I mean, he seems more like a guy who can be an every down back, but I don't know if he would fit. I think he would probably be an, a better fit than those other two running backs we drafted in previous years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like him too. Um, I don't think he has like the breakaway speed, but he's he's like really solid 
at everything. Like he's got good balance. He's got good vision. He can block, he can catch. He can, he's a special teamer. He's a team player. Um, just like everything you want in terms of just like a football player, he just might not have like the four, four speed that you would hope for in the, uh, like a wide zone kind of scheme. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of players who probably don't have that type of speed, but there's this Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky, very productive. I, like him. I think he's one of those good backs, but I don't know if he would take a flyer on this guy. Yeah, I don't know. He's a – I really liked him too. I Maybe it was just like the games that I watched, but I watched like three games of his of just like cut-ups, and I loved it. Just downhill power back, and he just like – gets small through gaps and just like charges forward and just like runs over guys and people are trying to tackle him. And it's like, takes like three guys to tackle him. It seemed like every time he was just churning out an extra, like three to five yards every time he was getting hit. I love Chris Rodriguez. He's fun. <laughs> I think he, I think he would probably be the only exception. I think he'd probably be the better option, but you have to wait till late rounds for this guy. But um. Yeah. When you look into the draft, the tight end, it's one of the best draft class I've ever seen in quite some time. Like, like, um, what tight ends come to mind that you're very impressed by the film and how you look at them? Um, do you want like consensus guys or do you want like sleepers? Sleepers. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me scroll through my 70 pages of notes here to tight ends. Uh, sleepers man you gotta scroll down okay i got a sleeper for you Braden willis Braden willis that guy is like a swiss army knife i see his name he doesn't seem to get the high recognition i've heard like maybe between a fifth round grade or something he could move up draft stocks we'll see but that's another guy i've heard about that doesn't get enough recognition okay i uh I wasn't as much of a fan of his, uh, just watching him to me, he looked more, he looked so thin. I feel like he bulked up to like 240 for the combine. Uh, cause he looked like he was maybe like 225, 230 when he was playing. Uh, to me, he looks like, like you said, more of like a Swiss army knife than tight end, but they did bring him in. So they obviously see something. I didn't really like it, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, as far as a late round guy that I really liked, um, oh gosh, who was he? I've been talking about this guy nonstop, uh, Blake Whitehart out of Wake Forest. You, okay. you recognize the name? The name kind of seems to pop in cause I heard his name in some mock tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's six foot four, 250 pounds. So he's got the size. He ran a four, seven which is an elite, but it's, plenty quick enough. I mean, we, there's not many people who like George Kittle run a four or five. You just yeah. don't get that at that size. But four seven is plenty of speed, you know, to like to be a run after catch. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought he played a lot of inline tight end. So I really like that where he was an attached inline tight end. Uh, he was a good blocker. He gave really good effort on his blocking. And uh, I thought he had good ball skills and ran good routes. And uh, also big time special teams guy. Uh, he played every single special teams rep. Um, so he's got like 340 plus special teams reps. So, you know, you're looking at like a sixth round tight end potentially. And hey, are they going to make the team? Well, if he's contributing on special teams, 
then that's a good way to make, you know, the, the, the number three or number four tight end on the team. Um, yeah. That's probably like my sleeper. And I think another reason why he's such a sleeper is because uh, he was only a one-year starter at Wake Forest. And Wake Forest, I don't know if you've watched their offense, but they never target tight ends. It's like basically just like vertical routes on the outside and uh, then just like, you know, RPO kind of things. So it's like RPOs and go routes and they never target the tight end. Um, that's so the I think that's part. why he didn't have the production. That's I really the, liked him. Yeah, that's why when you look at some offenses, they're asked to block more than anything else. So like, oh, yeah. And he was but, always in line. Like almost every single rep was as an inline blocking tight end. But when he did get the targets, he made the most of them. And he's got the athleticism. He also had a six seven seven three cone, so a sub seven second three cone. So he's got really good short area agility, uh, which we know that Shanahan really likes. So oh, yeah, absolutely, he's my right. sleeper. But there's one guy that they're sleeping on that I have not seen his name get much recognition, and that's Payne Durham from Purdue. Man, oh, yeah. I mean, I, no, like this is the disrespect is is real, bro. Like I, I don't. Pain. Bring the pain, but this guy, I just I like his film. Like he seems to be consistent, too. a good blocker, and like yep. he can be a good special teams. But I feel like that guy gets sleeped on. Oh, I agree. Um, he wasn't as fast, but yeah, I mean, really solid blocker. He's got the body. I think he's like 6'5, 255 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but really good hands, too. I think he only had like uh like a couple drops all season. And even though he's not that fast, just the way that he's able to like box guys out and like body them, mm-hmm. like you, it doesn't matter where you are. He's going to position himself so that only he can catch. And he's got really strong hands. <clears throat> so oh, Payne yeah. Durham is another guy that I really like in that, you know, fifth, sixth round kind of range. Dude, I would be so happy. You know, honestly, if we were to get him in the fifth round, dude, I'll be jumping off the pole like excited because I like this kid. This kid looks like yeah. he's a – oh, you know what? Speaking of another tight end, I am. I like this kid. This Tucker Craft, man. This, this guy This guy kind of like – I guess from his uh, comparison, I guess he says he reminds him of, of Kelsey a bit. Agree or disagree? I don't think he reminds uh, – I don't think he necessarily reminds me of Kelsey <clears> – <throat> Um, I like Tucker craft. I feel like Tucker craft is it's interesting because some places have him ranked so highly that I think he's kind of overhyped because I've seen people saying he's like a second round pick and I didn't see that. Um, he is big. Like he has like an NFL tight end body. Like he's already built like an NFL tight end. Um, and he's got good speed. I think he runs like a sub four, six or like right around there. So like he's big, he's fast. But when I was watching it, I was a little bit underwhelmed because when you're playing at, uh, when you're playing at that level, you know, like the FCS. Oh, Durham reminds me of Kelsey. Oh, okay. I I, that I, 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 the I, route running and the bodying. Okay. Yeah. That okay. I, I thought he was saying that because the way it said it, but I guess it was the Durham yeah. thing. My bad. Uh, I think that Tucker Craft, I think when you watch Tucker Craft, I see another Dallas Gooder. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I don't see a second round pick like some people are, are hyping him as. To me, him. he looked more like a fourth round guy. And it was someone where, like, you're betting on traits, you're yeah. betting on a guy who's, you know, 6'5", 255, built like a tank, runs a 4'6", 
and you're kind of hoping that, hey, his blocking does improve. It was solid, but again, I expect domination at that level. And, you know, he's kind of one of those guys where, again, I I really like him. I like the traits, but I feel like he's a little overhyped. Over. Uh, and I just wanted to see more of a, I wanted to see more dominant performance when you're at that FCS level. <clears throat> Absolutely. He's good. If he's there in the fourth, like I would totally grab him in the fourth round. I mean, there's a lot of hype on certain tight ends. Like you got, I mean, but there's one tight end I really like, but like I'm, I would be fine with this guy too, because I see a little traits of George Kittle a little bit. Like Josh Wiles is just like, oh, yeah. when I watch this guy make catches, I'm like, I seen some plays very similar to Kittle. I'm like, damn, that looks like Kittle 2.0 out there. Yeah. No, he's good. Yeah. He's great. <clears throat> um, Yeah, I agree. I like him too. I have, I have like a fourth round grade on him. I mean, he, he runs great routes. Um, he's got good hands. He ran like a, I think he ran a sub four seven. So he's got enough speed, you know, to be like a, a receiving threat. And uh, while his blocking wasn't elite, um, it was solid. He executed the blocks he was needed to. He walled guys off. He gave effort. And he's also somebody where I think you could put on another like 10 pounds on his frame and it would probably help him out much more. But yeah, I, I really like Wiley. He's another guy I really like. Oh, I said, there's a lot of guys that I really like on day three. This is, yeah. This is a legit tight end draft. Yeah. There's just a lot of them I do like, but there's one I question the most, like uh, the buzz on this kid from Old Dominion, like Zach Coons. I want to, I want to believe the hype a little bit, but I don't know. It's like, we're talking about his previous season where he had a breakout year. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'll be honest. I haven't watched enough of him. Um, He's actually somebody that I'm going to be re-watching. Oh, yeah, I like Davis Allen, too. <laughs> no, but Zach Coons, I did a reaction on his video, but I just kept saying I want to see a little more. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, I'm, he's somebody that I'm going to re-watch probably tonight or tomorrow. I really like the right tackle at Old Dominion, Nick Saldaveri. Um, and I'm going to go back, re-watch Saldaveri and watch Koontz. Uh, just watch a game or two. And uh, I'm going to see how it is because the athletic testing is there, but nobody seems to like his film. So I can't really give an opinion, but he is an athletic freak. So yeah, sometimes he, you bet on traits. Yeah. His athletic is outstanding. It's just when I watch some of his film, it's like, I got to see a little more of it. And some of the films, when you look at his best season, I think it was like his junior year when he transferred to old dominion, he had like, he averaged less than 10 yards a catch. So I'm like, he can get you. He can move the chains, but I would think his yeah. athleticism would translate a little better. Yeah, but I mean, with tight ends, like tight ends, you're typically not targeting way down the field. Typically, with a tight end, you're targeting them five or ten or fifteen ra- yards away. You're not going down, so I wouldn't necessarily expect a tight end to have like fifteen yards a catch. No, I'm but a, a, again. I, I can't really talk about Coons because I haven't watched enough film yet. Yeah, there's just some questions on this on his game a little bit. Then you got a kid from Miami, which is Will Mallory or something. Oh, Will Mallory. Yeah, he's a. If you run a spread scheme and he's just going to be a pass catcher, then Will Mallory is great. If you want a blocking tight end, you do not want Will Mallory. His blocking, he was a huge liability. Um, I I. 
I think I wrote in my like write up. I think uh, I don't know if I mentioned, but I've got over 200 write ups, and I'm just kind of finishing my like draft companion here uh, this weekend. Um, but I put down that he's a complete liability. If That's you want him as a receiving threat in like a spread kind of offense where you're just throwing to your tight end, he's, the guy. he's probably like a, a fourth round like kind of pick. But if you want a blocking tight end, he's probably undraftable. He has to at least be coachable at that spot, but I don't. I think that takes a lot of coaching. But uh, thoughts on Cameron Latou? That's another guy with with uh, that made that switch from linebacker to tight end. So it's like similar. I think similar to uh, uh, Braden Willis, the guy that you really like, in the sense mm-hmm. that he's a good receiver, but he looks just a little bit. Thin, and I don't know if he would be able to work as an inline tight end. He's typically going to be more of like a Swiss Army utility kind of guy. Um, not to say he's not a good player. I just don't think he's a fit with the 49ers. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know yeah. much about him. It's just like when I watch some of the when I watch his film, I remember like a long time ago they used to have this guy in Oklahoma called the Belldozer, and they and he moved the tight end, and that that just seemed like a project there. And yeah. He's playing two years at tight end, so that could be a different transition. So yeah. I'm wondering if he can really do well at the next level. And despite how fast he runs, I don't think it's a concern. I just think that can he really be a good tight end at the next level? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, like Latu, uh, I liked him as like a spread tight end. Like, hey, if you're going to have him, you know, downfield blocking and as a receiving option – then I think he'd be, you know, a fit for your team. But if you want him being an inline tight end like we use and you're primarily blocking with him, I don't think he's a good fit. I just think he's a he's just not enough of a blocker, but he's a good player. Oh, absolutely. Since we're going with all the other positions here, like um let's Do go we want on to hit on Davis Allen real quick. Oh yeah, Davis Allen, him. yeah. Let's go Davis. I love Davis Allen. Davis Allen was one of my first tight end draft crushes on this uh, in this class. <laughs> Seems reliable, um, like reliable target from Clemson. Like I see a lot of his consistency. He is like his catch radius and the catches that he makes are incredible. And uh, he has such good hands and he just, you throw it in his vicinity and he's going to come down with it. Like you just want a guy where it's like effort. He's down there somewhere. Like he's going to get that ball. Um, he's not the most athletic guy. I think he ran like a four, eight. Um, he's not the best blocker, um, but he's good enough. You know, he, he does his blocking assignment. He can play in line and, uh, just catch radius. He was, it was like every catch he made was incredible (laughs) and he never dropped anything really, really fun. I I really like Davis Allen. Another guy I would love to get in like the fifth, sixth round. Yeah, like him and Ping Durham don't add the speed, but they got the hand. So it's like it's hard to ignore that. But um yeah. I don't know if this is a possibility, but you look at Sam Laporta, man, that's another tight end, another Iowa great tight end. I don't know. That seems like a long shot to get, right? I don't think he's gonna drop that far. I think people are getting so hyped on him that he's a. Uh, I mean, he's getting second round talk. Yeah, he's talking be. about him in the in the second round potentially. So I mean, if he's there at ninety nine, I think you get him. Um, but yeah, I just really don't think he drops that far. I mean, he, he's got the athleticism. He comes from the school that puts out great tight ends. And on a block. Um, he gives the effort on blocking. Uh, 
great after the catch. Laporte is awesome. I just don't think I don't think he drops that far. Yeah, I don't think so either. So that's like another tight end that I would like to have, but it's not gonna happen. So there's so many. We can dream about <laughs> it, but let's go on with the tackle position since you want to discuss that. So um as far as your sleeper, who's that one sleeper at tackle that you really like the most? Um, how sleeper are we talking like fifth, sixth round? Any round, yeah, like a late round. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me see here. Trying to bring it up. There's a guy that I was watching today that just came out of nowhere. Um, oh gosh, who was it? Illinois. Illinois has a right tackle. And like, for some reason he's ranked as like 300 or like 350th. Um, Alex Palkazowski, P-A-L-C-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Um, just go watch Illinois offense. So Illinois offense, watch the right tackle number 63. This guy is just pancaking dudes all day in the run game. Um, he's, he's really fun. I think he has the size he's six, six, he's got 33 and a half inch long arms. Um, he struggles a little bit in, uh, his, uh, in the drop back passing game. Typically, uh, he's got a good anchor and he's got a strong grip. And if he's moving forward, he's great. The trouble is like his fourth or fifth kick step. Sometimes he can get pushed off balance. But I think if he can just adjust that small thing, he's great. Um, I really liked him. He was a guy that I was watching today. And I was like, how does nobody, how does nobody even have this guy being drafted? Because he looks legit. Um but yeah, I mean, he's a smart guy. He already has a kinesiology degree. He got it two years ago. Um, he was a team captain last year for Illinois. He has over 40 games at right tackle for Illinois. He yes, also played left guard and right guard for uh, like seven or nine games a piece. Say what? Yeah, versatility is very important yeah. at that spot. And um, it's just right. one of those late round guys where I was like, Oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to watch some Illinois. And, uh, you know, it's like, I'm like, Oh, well, who's this, who's this random right tackle that I've never heard of. Uh, cause typically one of the ways when I'm scouting is all, uh, I'll basically, I'll have like the PFF and like the consensus big boards, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'll like filter by school. Cause I'll be like, you know, Illinois offense. And then I'll filter by school, see which draft el- eligible players are coming out of that school. And then I'll just write it down. I'll be like, all right, cool. Like right tackle Palzelski or whatever, number 63, uh, running back, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah. And it's like, I'll just start watching and I'll just kind of watch the right tackle. Then I'll watch the right tackle. I'm like, Dude, he's just pancaked like three guys. Dude, he's dominating people in the run game. Dude, they're pulling him and he's hitting guys downfield. Dude, he just stonewalled that guy. Who is this guy? So I have a fifth round grade. Um, really Sweet. liked him. Uh, I I don't know why he's like so low on draft boards, uh, but I really because, liked him. Probably because he doesn't get luck as much. But uh, I heard of that name. That name sounds familiar. It, it okay. sounds familiar. Sounds familiar because Larry Kruger brings that name a lot often. He, really he throws okay. his name out there like that's one of his favorite sleepers is that guy i guess i'm not the only one who's seeing it then so there you go yeah he's uh he's my sleeper that i watched today <laughs> well as far as a sleeper that i like but like i don't think he gets enough like 
buzz on the draft. Like it's like he can either be like a late round guy. So it's like like this one kid I really like, but I don't see it like I don't see why he's like so low on the draft grade. Like I don't get it. Like I see high I see like he can be a top talent, but they have him really down from draft grades. And it's like who's that? Like there's a little mixed draft grade with like a guy like um Carter, Carter, I mean, Warren Carter, whatever, or what is it, Carter Warren or something? Like, oh, I don't, I, I don't I get what, yeah, I don't get why he's I haven't in, watched him yet, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah. I don't understand the grade of him. Like, I see a little bit of his tape, a little bit I like, but then on other draft grades, they have him between the, like, the third or even all the way down to the, to the late rounds. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I can't talk on him. He's, uh, I've still got about 15 or 20 guys I'm trying to watch this weekend. He's on the list. I've got four offensive linemen. He's one of them that I need to watch. But uh, I know what you mean. I've heard some people say third round. I've heard other people say sixth, seventh round. I I really yeah. don't know that, though. Yeah, there's a, it's a lot of grades on it. But when it comes down to this one offensive lineman that I'm very high on, there's a couple – like, I'll probably just name you at least, like, guys that I think we'll probably get if we were to move up or just stay where we're at, like – Oh yeah, Brandon Daniels. I've heard of his name from Utah. He I, like him. I heard he's got pretty long, lengthy arms and something like that. Like he just needs to bulk up a little more weight. Yeah, I uh, I really liked Braden Daniels. Um, the biggest issue I saw was that uh, he had trouble with guys who could uh, convert speed to power. So like he had, it was crazy because I was getting ready to watch him, and uh, again, typical just type like Utah offense. Cause it's like a 10 minute cut up and it's just every offensive play of a game. And the first rep that I watched, it was the most beautiful kick step. Like I've ever seen in my life. Like it was, it was art. Um, and then it was just kind of inconsistent through the rest of the game. Um, but I really liked his feet and his kick step. He just struggled a little bit when people were converting speed to power. So I do think he needs to, get a little bit more of an anchor. Um, but in the run game, he fired out of his stance so fast. Yeah. If you want a guy who runs like a, like a wide zone where he's got to get, you know, like the, the defensive lineman's here and you've got to get to the other side. So you've got to fire out. Like he was fast firing out of his stance in the run game. So I think he'd be a great fit. I've heard some people say that he should convert to guard. Um, could be, but Again, if he just develops a little bit of a, a little bit more strength, his ability to anchor, uh, I really liked him. Yeah, it seems like John Chapman's very high on him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to do more tape on this guy. I see a little bit of of good run game where he's a good run blocker, but um, I really like the high tape on uh, Blake Freeland a little bit. But I think Tyler Steen is somebody I'm kind of liking more. But Wanya Morris is like an obvious choice because I feel like there's more to watch into this guy. Like, I feel like there's, he can get better, but like you said before, these third round guys or those later rounds, those are guys you can develop. But if I had to, if I had to go by what I see, I think Tyler Steen is one of those guys I really like the most. Yeah. I, uh, I think out of those three, if I wanted somebody who is going to play tomorrow, I would probably go Steen. Um, but, I don't really like how short Steen's arms are. I feel like he's a guard when you get to the NFL, just because I saw guys getting up in his chest. Um, 
I think that Blake Freeland is like Mike McGlinchey light. So if you didn't like Mike McGlinchey, then you won't like Blake Freeland. But if you like the wide zone run game, then Blake Freeland is a great fit. Uh, I do think Wanya Morris probably has the most potential upside of the the three in terms of being like a, just a pure offensive tackle. Uh, I liked Wanya Morris. I I liked the size, the length, the movement. Uh, Sometimes he was a little inconsistent, but you know, you coach guys up to be consistent. Um, But uh, again, like Blake Freeland, he's going to be very similar to Mike McGlinchey. You know, he's going to be a wide zone. He's going to be great in the run game. He's going to struggle with an anchor because he's kind of high cut and it's hard to win. It's hard to win the leverage battle. And that's what Mike McGlinchey had struggles with was uh, leverage because when you're that tall. Um, But I mean, he's really athletic. So yeah, Freeland's there's pros and cons to all of them. It's just kind of what are you looking for? Yeah, Freeland's got that upside. I do like a little bit, but I get it because of the pass blocking one on one. But I guess in some ways you said McGlinchey, like I say Mormon McGlinchey. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but somebody didn't get the joke reference when I said that. It's like, he's like, you know, I mean, I, I speak by religion because I am Mormon too, but I I, I kind of just do it as a joke, you know, like, hey, like they call this guy McGlinchey Light or McGlinchey 2.0. Okay, I guess he's a Mormon McGlinchey. <laughs> But um, yeah. But one of the what did you think of uh, what did you think of uh, uh, Freeland's teammates? So Puka Nakua and uh, the quarterback uh, Jared Hall or something. Or J- Jaron Hall, yeah, yeah. What did you think of those two guys? The receiver, he seems like a very consistent guy that will make some catches. I, I yeah. like his uh, talent, but if he were to slide in the late round, I would take a flyer on this kid. Um, okay. The quarterback. I have a comp. Are you ready for my okay, comp? Okay, let's go. Let's go with it. Okay. So my comp for Jaron Hall, Russell Wilson with zero pocket presence and no sense of pressure. Oh, okay. All right. So the way I look at it, like you look at like, I mean, he seems like he can do everything just right for that offense, but I guess. Kind well, of. Yeah. But like you said, he's kind of like the Russell Wilson without the other. Yeah, stuff. it was like he would he would just try and escape from a clean pocket, just like oh my gosh, I'm in the pocket. He would feel pressure that wasn't there, and then other and he would just start freaking out. And then other times he would uh, not notice pressure and just get like bam hit from the side. But then he also had like the most beautiful deep passes like ever just like in a bucket 40 yards downfield for the receivers so that was just like i was watching him and i was like this guy makes me think of like russell wilson if russell wilson didn't have any pocket presence and was terrible under pressure which is yeah. kind of a kind of funny seems like hey how's it going grand though. yeah seems like he's got the the athleticism and all that stuff that you look for at the quarterback position but like uh hey i'm a fan favorite yeah, you're a fifth favorite. You're like the, the the you're like the draft geek of the world. I was like, <laughs> I don't get up. but yeah, you know, you're right about what you said about Wanya Morris. That guy, I I would at least look at as a starter. But like Tyler Stein just seems to have that upside that I like the most. He's powerful. I mean, like he's strong. He's got technique. He moves well. Um, he's a really really strong lower half. So if you want someone who to anchor, um. 
I, I really liked him. I just don't think that he has the length. Um, I just saw guys getting up into his chest pads like way too often. And if it happens in college, it's definitely happening in the NFL. Um, so I really liked him. I just think he's a guard. So that's the only reason why I'm a little bit lower on him. Yeah, but when you look at Wonya Morris, some people say he could even kick it at guard, but I think he's a natural tackle, like the way he plays, like the the, the feist, yeah, feistiness and all that. I know when I was doing some DMs with, with John Chapman, I was like telling him, bro, why why are you guys so low on Wonya Morris, man? And he's like, I don't know about him. Like, like he says, I just see a little games here and there. I'm like, okay. But then he's kind of saying, I do see some Oklahoma's as some fits to us, but he says, I think yeah. he would be the next one. I think I think that what John is seeing is just inconsistencies, which I totally understand. You know, we're, again, we're talking about guys in the third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, we're no very high on. Be perfect. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, you're kind of weighing things when you get this late into the draft is, do I want the guy with the traits and the athletic upside that maybe hasn't had the best like game film maybe they're inconsistent or they just haven't had the coaching and you're kind of betting on traits and that you can coach them up or are you going with the guy who had really good tape and production but he doesn't have the physical tools so it's you're kind of always playing this trade-off there's no perfect prospects when you get to pick 100 yeah. you know they're, they're all the perfect prospects quote unquote are typically gone in the first round or two yeah the third rounds are like you're just projects. you're just trying to figure out hey which side of this risk are you willing to kind of go for? You know, which guy are you willing to make a bet on that you can, you know, that you're willing to make the bet on. So you're oh, just kind of balancing all those things. Yeah, absolutely. You want to know which one fits. And sometimes those third rounds could either be projects or be guys that you don't know what they can be all about. So, yeah. That's... The way that I kind of look at the way that I kind of look at the different, um, the different rounds, just like my kind of philosophy, first round picks are like, starters with pro bowl to potential like you get a first round guy and you're expecting him to start and you're saying hey we think this guy could be a pro bowler like he's going to be a really good starter your second rounders these guys should be good starters your third rounders that's typically where it's like hey he may or may not be a starter but he's gonna play at some point either as a mm-hmm. rotational or impact guy maybe he's you know your number three or your number four receiver or a rotational defensive lineman you get into like fourth round and that's when it's like probably just like a role specific kind of guy like he's probably he's you're not expecting a fourth rounder to be a starter but you do expect that there's a specific role that he's going to fill on your team and then when you get to like fifth sixth seventh rounders it's kind of just flyers where it's like hey you know we're betting on on this specific thing you know we're betting on his production to translate to the NFL. We're betting that we can coach this guy up because he's got the athletic traits. But yeah. That's kind of how I look at the different rounds of the draft. Oh, yeah. and if we're starting at 100, you know, you're, you're basically starting at, Hey, this guy's probably a rotational guy. <laughs> yeah. Probably more of role players at this point. Like you get a lot yeah. of these backups and roles that you could develop and all that stuff. But uh salute to John Jay for stopping by the comment section. Oh, here's a good question. This was a question I was probably going to ask you at this point. Um, I guess is there a is there a 2023 uh, college prospect that you that you just love and hope the Niners draft like just fantasize like you you guys like you watched a lot of film and a lot of tape on certain prospects but which player do you really like? 
Oh gosh. I like a lot of them. I, I think, I think when you're asking this question, it's like guys that probably are never going to get to us. <laughs> yeah, I can get that part. <laughs> um, Gosh, I don't know. I, I can't off the top of my head. I've been trying to fall in love with fifth rounders, so I'm not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but we can all fantasize, but I guess he's talking about like any college player in general, even if even if we don't get him or not. I mean, if we could get like a really good pass rusher, like a like a first seventh, first second round pass rusher, that'd be freaking awesome. Um I don't have one off the top of my head but i would i would probably want a starting actually no wait who's uh who's the giant right tackle um that's projected to be like a first second rounder oh hey my dog you mean that you mean that giant tackle from ohio state right i think so dewan is it dewan jones Jones. that dude's a dude give me him just give me a giant mf -er at right tackle just boom there brick wall dude brick wall (laughs) all right cool we're running to the right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't touch this dude <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no way he gets to us but uh you know like that that would be good i'd be hyped about that that'd oh, probably dude. be the that would probably be the best impact that we could get um oh, either that or like one of these top edge rushers because there's a lot of good ones there's a lot of good ones but yeah. as far as like I couldn't name one off the top of my head though if there is one player that i really want that I don't see us getting, man. It it's definitely it's definitely Dewan Jones. But since he took that out of the equation, I'm gonna pick somebody that Pari seems like a really good fit. Like I don't think we're gonna get him, but I said Sam Laporta. That dude is a beast. Something about him I just He's like. So fun. He's so fun. Physical after the catch. Seems like a natural uh, blocker, man. Anything with Iowa tight ends, they're well coached. I will say if you want to, if you want budget Sam Laporta, um, who's that kid out of uh, Brenton Strange out of Penn State? Oh, Penn State, yeah, he's he's he's, he's kind of similar to him in terms of you know being a little bit shorter with some good athleticism, you know, of a guy that loves to block some yards after catch. Uh, Brenton Strange is fun, you know. He's he kind of is like a budget Sam Laporta. He's not Sam Laporta, but. So you, if you want Sam Laporta light in the fifth, sixth round, then you can go with Brenton Strange. Oh, so Brenton Strange is like your dollar store Laporta. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of good ones. Like, like you said, Brenton Strange can be one we can get. Um, yeah, we've listed like what five or six tight ends that we all yeah. really like. <laughs> like. But as far as like edge rushers, man, there's just plenty of good ones I like. But as far as realistically. I like more of Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. Just the talents there. Um, last time we drafted a kid from Missouri that was an edge rusher was Alden Smith. Can this be the, the charm? Or it's been 22 years ago since we drafted an RJ Carter. Can it be possible we get one? This one from Army? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh... – <clears throat> I haven't really watched Andre Carter, but uh, I've heard he's been dropping a lot just because he's so skinny. <clears throat> I guess, uh, you know, one of the things that's kind of been an issue with Andre Carter, the prospect, is just that uh, he hasn't, because he's like in the army, like in the army uh, officer training, they're freaking running like five miles a day. So he's not able to just like get jacked and lift weights. So he's probably going to need a year to put on muscle, but. You know, he uh, he could be a fun project. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, I really like Isaiah McGuire. He's probably one of the top guys that I think is potentially within our reach. Yeah, I think he would be right there. But if we want to take a flyer on somebody that's a sleeper, I got a sleeper that's an edge rusher that you'll probably need to do some homework on. Unless you did your homework on this guy. I'm talking Jose Ramirez from Eastern Michigan, man. That dude was a beast. He's legit. Oh, yeah. I I really liked him. I'd be okay whatever round they get this kid. I don't care if they get him in the third round. I just like him. Just something about him I like, but if we get him in fourth or fifth round, I'd be okay with it. No matter. But if they draft him high, that means he's really good because he's got a motor. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm trying to find him on my uh, notes for some reason. I'm not seeing him, but, yeah, no, I really liked him. Oh, there we go, Jose Ramirez. Yeah, yeah Mac player, defensive player of the year. Yeah, I think that he had a – I think he led the entire uh, – like all of college in sacks either this year or last year. So he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. He can play pretty much everything, but uh, just the way that he – He's a little bit undersized, but he wins like every way. Like he knows how to play edge just in terms of like any pass move you want. He's got it. Um, He know he has the bend. He knows how to get leverage, get under guys and just like set up different pass rushing moves. He's just, he's really technically proficient from, from an edge rushing position. Yeah, the only downside of him is he's about 250 or somewhere around there. But I think he'll yeah. still make it okay. Like, like <clears throat> if we were to reach for a player, I'd be okay with Jose Ramirez. Like, like I just think there's something there. Like, if we draft this kid and, and they really like this kid, I, I'd be happy with this kid. Like, uh, oh, yeah. there's something good about him. Oh, there's another guy with the D tackles. There's some D tackles I actually kind of – did my research on since we're going on defense alignment, bro. You were talking. Can I give you? Can I give you since you went with uh, Jose Ramirez? I just want to drop in. Uh, have you seen Thomas Incum out of uh, Central Michigan? His name's been popping up a lot too. I've heard it from. Dude, he's got. Some I, I don't know why he's like ranked so low. I was watching him. So he's got he's got the size. He's like six foot two, two sixty. He ran like a four six, so he's got some speed. He's got over 33 inch long arms. So he's got length. So he's got length. He's got natural leverage. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got bend. Like he can turn the edge. I don't know why he's ranked so lowly, but Thomas Incombe, it's, it's one of those things where even though he played against, you know, like a slightly lower level, like conference, he was extremely productive and the physical tools are there. And if you were productive and you have physical tools, it should translate. So I really like Incum as again, if you get him in like the fifth round, I think he's going to be, again, I'm not expecting superstar Bosa, but just in terms of a rotational impact defensive end, I think he's somebody that you can work into the rotation and he'll be productive. Yeah. I'd be okay with that too, because I've heard a little bit of his tape. Uh, he's about, like you said, 260, runs a 466. Uh, seen a lot of his film a little bit. I like his tape, but I'm more into Jose Ramirez. It's like something about Ramirez I like the most. But um, hey, I I can't hate you on that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of back like, to back on my rankings right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's close. It's close between the two of them, but I would have to give Ramirez more of the edge. It's just something about him. But um, 
speaking of other positions, I mean, D tackles another good position, but uh, I guess he likes this. Jade Silvera was fun. Yeah. Did did you watch any of him? Oh, Cesaro from uh, Arizona State. I heard about him. Yeah, dude, he was fun. It was weird because – so he got on my radar because uh, I watched all the uh, the Senior Bowl, like, one-on-one tape. I don't know if you've seen some of that, but there's a few people out there where they'll they'll go to the Senior Bowl and then they'll, like, record all those, like, one-on-one practice reps. And I like the Senior Bowl because there's a certain level of competition. It's not just you up against some guy on another team who may or may not be a legitimate prospect. But it's, like, <laughs> you against – you know, another guy who's going to be drafted and be on an NFL team. And Nesta Jade Silvera had some really <laughs> good reps. Um, but watching his film was interesting because it felt like it was like, it was either really good or nothing happened. <laughs> but like the really good, it was like he fired out of his stance, he beat his guy, and he was just like effing up the play. Uh, so he was fun. He was fun. I uh, I like him. I have him as like a, a fifth, sixth round kind of guy. Yeah, he's kind of like a good run clogger and all that. <clears throat> yeah. I did a lot of research on him. I think he was a transfer from Miami. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, and then I did some um, – like I even interviewed a defensive tackle from um, Mississippi State, Cameron Young. Like he seems okay. like a guy that will only get better. I think you'll probably get him in the – maybe in the sixth or seventh round. I don't know, like – have you done any like research on uh, Cameron Young or no? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, so I definitely agree with what you said right there in the sense of you think he's somebody who's going to get better. And the reason why I say that is because I watched the senior bowl reps and in the senior bowl reps, he was impressive. And then I watched some game tape and it was less impressive. So I think that it's one of those things where maybe he just didn't have the coaching or the things they were coaching him to do didn't show his, uh, his best like skill set. But when he was at the senior bowl, like the, the difference between the film and the senior bowl one-on-one practice reps to me was really interesting because at the senior bowl, the kid looked like a third, fourth round talent, but I went and watched the game film and he was like a sixth round guy. Um, So he's definitely could be someone where, Hey, you coach him up and he becomes an impact player. I mean, I like this. I like his talent wise. I mean, he seems to like when I asked him some good questions, he told me that this is what he needed to improve on the most. And he was being more critical about it. So I guess that's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. And he's oh. got all the athletic traits. I mean, the dude has, uh, he's like 6'3, 305 pounds. His, he's got 34 and a half inch long arms. You have that length at defensive tackle. A lot of guards in the NFL have like 32 inch long arms. So you can pretty much just keep them off of you. And if you got some, like, if you can use your hands, you can kind of have your way with guards if you've got like the twitchiness with that length. So oh, he's yeah. definitely got some tools to get coached up. Yeah, I think that's what's so intriguing about him. Like, um, then there's this guy named Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. This guy's been catching my attention. Very productive, too. Like, his tape is like outstanding. Did you I'm see the- his testing numbers? My God, dude. Like his athletic is, testing was so bad. Was so bad? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Like his athletic testing was bad, but his tape was incredible. Like he had the quickness or something. Yeah, but it was like pretty much every one yeah, of his athletic tra- has his athletic stuff was like like bottom, like below average. 
just in terms of like speed burst and like all these kind of things. But then you put on the tape and the kid's incredible. So like, I don't know what you make of that, but like he was so good. Yeah. Paul Brooks is ridiculous. I would love to just like, again, you know, if he's there with like a, like a fifth rounder, just like throw him in the defensive line rotation. He's got bend. He's got athleticism. He's got every move you could ask for extremely productive. The tape was awesome. Just go watch some like bowling green defense, literally just YouTube bowling green defense. Well, person. yeah, he was playing and some like, of the outside. He was playing a little bit of outside. He played yeah. the inside like defensive end at 300 pounds. Oh, dude. Like, even like in those mock drafts, he was listed as an edge rusher. But then yeah. when, I, when I try to cut, like, I guess maybe maybe before the draft, I might even get this kid on. But uh, it tells me, like, dude, every there's 30, te- two, 30 all teams visiting this guy, bro. He's just intriguing. Yeah, it was so weird when I found out that his athletic numbers were bad because the tape is so good. Yeah, I love how everyone's calling me special guest. <laughs> no, I just put it for everybody. I just put it for everybody else, not just like. But um, if you were to check out those other interviews, those are what I always put special guest for everybody else. But um, okay, but I guess I guess he says, "What made you decide to be a football fan?" I understand. Do you like hockey, baseball, or basketball? So, what you cover? Cool. So, I grew up in a non-football household in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so in the nineties, the Seahawks didn't really matter. And I grew up in a household where, uh, parents split up when I was young. I'm sure a lot of people have been through that. Uh, but my dad was very anti-football. He was like, ah, it's just idiot guys hitting each other, getting concussions. Um, so I had like no real like football experience. I played like one month of football in middle school. That's it. Um, And then when I was 21, I moved to California in uh, Northern California and Redding. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like like three hours north of Sacramento, just Mm kind of like up there in the desert in the middle of nowhere. Um, But I moved to Redding when I was 21. And uh, in the fall, it was like 21 years old. What do you do when you get off of work? You go to the bar. And when you're in Northern California, what's on tv at the bars football Football. and it's the niners and that was the year that harbaugh was hired and the team was just like nuts and i remember just like falling in love with the uh, niners just like watching patrick willis just like destroy guys and navarro bowman destroy guys and harbaugh just like freaking out on the sidelines and screaming and and frank gore just like running and i'm like Dude, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, you know what's yeah, even awesome uh, is uh you know what's even awesome is that handshake gets in it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, that that's what it was. was non football household and then moved to California, and then the Niners games were on like all the time uh for like the three years that I lived there. And that was the three years when they had Harbaugh and it was super high levels of success and Kaepernick and Alden Smith and Justin Smith and all that crazy fun stuff. And uh, yeah, just fell in love with football and I've just become a bigger and bigger fan and fallen more and more in love with the game ever since Uh, hockey, baseball, basketball. Not really. I mean, hockey is kind of cool. Baseball. Yeah. (laughs) Not so much. I mean, maybe wrestling. Nah, just playing. Yeah. I think somebody had a question about Chandler Zavala. Oh yeah. He's a guard. Guard. 
he's really good. Um, I don't want us drafting a guard with, with a third round pick though. And I think that he's probably going to be gone by the time that uh, we pick anyways. Yeah, he's we, really good. Yeah. If we pick him, that just means we have to kick Burford to tackle, man. So that can give yeah. me the indication there. I mean, he would be a nice pick. Don't get me wrong. He's really good. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, Carl Brooks seems to catch my attention with the tape, but like you said, the athleticism is just not like there. It's like terrible. But um, yeah, it was weird because, like, again, like the tape is so good, and it's like, how do you kind of put two and two together with that? It just didn't really make. Sometimes sense. it doesn't make sense. Like sometimes they're it, like when people look at Hufunga, they don't look at him as a fast guy, but when he plays on the field, it just it's true. Happens. It's true. There's testing, and then there's game speed. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like, what separates you from other content creators, man? I guess you're... I don't know. I don't even call myself a content creator. I'm just some guy who is a fan. And two years ago, my girlfriend told me she didn't understand what I was saying and that I should make a podcast because I kept talking to her about football. <laughs> but, but he's mostly I mean, a like podcast. I... Yeah, you're a podcaster, not like those uh, other content guys. But A little bit, yeah. I mean, I... I try to do hi dog. My dog is licking me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to, but uh, I mean, for me, this is just like, it's a fun thing. I love the Niners. I love the draft. I love talking about football. Um, but like I work a full-time job. This is a hundred percent. Just like, I'm not trying to make money or anything like that. This is just a fun thing that I just love to do. Yeah. So, it's gotta be a passion. I guess, I guess I'm, I'm authentic in that sense. I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you dude. like it, listen. If you don't, then you know there's there's a, a thousand other great podcasts and content creators out there to talk Niners. I'm I'm sure if you listen to my show, that I'm probably one of five or ten shows that you listen to because I know that I've got like a dozen Niners podcasts that I'm subscribed to and I'm listening to them every day. Like in the morning, I'm going to work. I got one on, and after work, I'm listening to a different one. Yeah. I mean, that's how we all do it, bro. But um, it's been a good conversation, good chit-chat, bro. But um, let's just go with one more thing. You know, let's go with a prediction in the draft. Like, let's say – Safeties or corners at all? Yeah, oh, yeah, safeties and corners. Yeah, let's go there. I forgot about it. I, I know you said one hour, but, like, we haven't even got to the safeties and corners. Oh, yeah. Let's. Oh, <laughs> linebackers too. Linebackers also. So let's go linebackers. Okay. So I got um, one. I got do one you, up. Do you, prediction time. Do you think that we draft a linebacker or do you think that we draft a safety who can become a linebacker? Hey, my girl said hi. Oh, your girl? <laughs> yeah, oh. that's her. Oh, nice. Hello there. <laughs> hey, babe. Oh, that's nice. I guess uh, yes, Miss, Mrs. Carter is there. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think that we're either going to draft a linebacker or a safety that we convert to linebacker? I think we'll probably either go with this route. This might sound crazy, but uh, I interviewed this kid not that long ago, and I think he's exactly on the Niners' radar. So um, I'm going to say Jaden Woodby would probably be that guy that would probably move okay. the linebacker. He's about, like, okay. 222. Like, I think his instincts is good, bro. Like, it's not the flashy stuff, but it's a natural linebacker more than the safety. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I uh, he's on my list of guys that I'm trying to watch this weekend. Um, I think I've got, I think I've got like two or three safety slash linebackers that I still need to watch. He's one of them. 
Yeah. Uh, him and Marte Mapu. I haven't watched either of them, but they're both on my radar to, to check out. Yeah. There's another guy that you might need to check out, but I don't know if that, if he's going to switch positions from safety to linebacker, but Christian Young is another guy I've been hearing about. Okay. And I, I've done a lot of homework with him and I actually interviewed him. Uh, he can play anywhere on the field. He's a versatile guy. Like he's a hybrid. You can put him at linebacker, cornerback, safety, or the nickel, bro. So what is it that you like about him? Because I've I haven't heard of him. So oh, dude, versatility. Like, like like you can put him anywhere on the field except the defensive line. Okay. <laughs> this guy is like this guy is like an entire uh, piece. Yeah, like see that even even media likes this guy. Media is very big on this guy, and I had him on my show. This guy told me that he played cornerback when he first came in, played safety, played some nickel, played played like the other safety spots, man. Hmm. There's no other positions of what he could do, bro. This guy is like a Swiss Army on defense. Nice. I'm gonna. I'll try to check him out. <laughs> oh, dude, this guy has do like him and Woodby are pretty. Like Woodby seems more like he could be a linebacker at the next level, but okay. like Young, if you need him to be your starting safety, I think he can switch that transition. Okay. But I think he could be a linebacker too if they want to use him that way. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I think. uh I think that probably my favorite linebacker that I've watched is uh, the linebacker out of Auburn, Owen uh, Popo or Papo or however it's, however it's pronounced. He's good. I love him. He's so fun. I, I don't, I think he's probably going to go higher in the draft and I don't think we're going to draft him, but just in terms of like the linebackers that I've watched, he was probably my favorite. Oh yeah, like uh, his he runs a four three nine or something, very athletic, and his line of scrimmage and all that. But there is this one linebacker I really do like too, and um, I hear his name a lot. Like Cam Jones from Indiana, like this guy seems like a fit. Like he's a lengthy linebacker, but seems to have that coverage skills too. So yeah, yeah, I haven't watched enough of him, but I've heard good things about him. Yeah, I guess you're laughing at the joke he says. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this guy's funny. He's a funny Dolphins fan, but he's very cool with all with all the topics and all that stuff. So it's like this guy, there's there, there's like if you ever had a bad day, this guy can make you like laugh on certain stuff, man. It, it, this, and I don't know about Thank you, Grand Desert. Grand Desert. I don't know about you putting the guest name, bro. If you come in as a special guest, Grand Desert, I'm gonna treat you with respect, bro. I mean, I don't get the part, but I think he was joking about when I did that. Nah, he's a good dude. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I think I got a solid beard. Yeah, but I guess since we're, <laughs> since we're going with secondaries, you know, since we're we're going slowly on other positions, let's go on to the cornerbacks, and then we can go on the safeties. So let's go with sleepers and a, a cornerback that they, they they need to pay attention to, like late rounds. Okay, so I personally really think that we should draft a corner. I mean, I would really, there's a couple of guys I'd really like with one of our third round picks, like Riley Moss and. Well, uh, I like that dude. Riley Moss and Jacorian Bennett. Those are probably my two like favorite guys that I would get at like 102, 101. Um, those two would probably be my favorites Riley Moss or Jacorian Bennett. Riley, uh, Jacorian Bennett's out of Maryland. Um, but if we're talking like later round picks, um, I'm trying to think here. I think there's somebody that maybe I'm a little higher on than other people is uh, Alex Austin out of Oregon state. You familiar with him? 
Yeah, the name sounds familiar because I've seen his name a lot, but I like the other Oregon State corner. Really? See, I, I went in there to watch Rajon Wright, and I found, I came away liking Alex Austin more. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, they, they both are good. I mean, yeah. they, they, they were a little both, different. They're a little different, but the style yeah. of play is Rajon Wright has confidence, and he, he's a very talk like a talkative dude. Like he seems yeah. like, but then you got Alex uh, Austin that does really good as a coverage guy. Yeah, so I really a- liked uh, one of the things that I try and watch is just like people's ability to like mirror and match and like their feet and their hips and their movement skills, because ultimately, you know, you've you've got to be able to cover the guy. And I really felt like just his movement skills and uh, his feet and everything, as long as he kept guys in front of him. Uh, I thought he was really good. They're both definitely lacking some deep speed. I don't know what Rajon Wright actually ran. Alex Austin ran a four-five-five, which is good enough as long as you're staying on top, which is why I kind of like him as like a an off-zone cover or like you know in like the quarters kind of stuff that we like. Yeah. Um, and Rajon Wright was a similar thing where I don't know what he ran. I'm guessing it's somewhere in the four-five to four-six range. But he's kind of tall and lengthy, kind of that Richard Sherman style. Yeah, that's stay what on I'm... top of you like a pterodactyl kind of thing. Yeah, he, he's a really good one. But as far as like another guy that I really like too, but I don't know if we'll get him. But he should be available in our spots, like when when we get him. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, Corey Trice from Purdue. That dude is a oh. big, lengthy cornerback. Mm. He, he can probably move to safety or anything like that. I like his talent. He's huge. He's jacked too. He's so strong. I was uh I was watching him like last night, I think. And the dude, I literally saw him like jam a guy. You know when you jam someone at the Physical, line of scrimmage, yeah. like into the dirt. Like he jammed a guy into the ground. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> But so he's yeah, got no, the he's, size. He's a big physical, like secondary oh, guy. Like, I think he's yeah. jacked. He's yeah. big. He's strong. He's got speed too. I think he ran a sub four five. It was like a four four seven. So he's got the uh, the size, the strength, the length, the speed. Um, I think that I didn't like him in man coverage. I just felt like in some of those transitions, his hips were a little bit. Uh, a little bit stiff to be able to cover guys in man. Uh, but again, if you want somebody in that kind of Richard Sherman-esque kind of mold where he's like a press zone, he's going to jam you, he's going to stay on top, he's going to cover you, you know, like just like physically like push you around, like Trice is legit. He's really yeah. good at that and that kind of scheme. Yeah. I think a lot of it between you and me, the difference is kind of just like, what are you looking for in a corner? I think I'm looking for more somebody who has kind of like mirror and match tight coverage, whereas you're kind of, it seems a little bit more interested in that kind of cover three big press zone, kind of stay on top of you. Confidence wise, yeah, like confidence. Kind of thing. And a little more like a Sherman type, but more of a guy that can adapt at the next level. But I think Trice is like that one guy I really like. Um, yeah, you know, we can go on with these sleepers, but there's a lot of good ones yeah. that way. But uh, safety, you know. I know this is probably going to be a tough one, but I don't think we're going to get this kid. But I really like him. But I, I, Skinner's is just that guy, man, that hitter, bro. Like, watches his highlights. It's like, is that Cam Chancellor? Did I just see Cam Chancellor come out of Boise State? <laughs> if Cam Chancellor was built like a stick figure, then yes. <laughs> but that looks like Cam Chancellor out there. 
I didn't like him as much. Um, I think if you want a box safety, I get it, but he was just, he was so skinny. He looked like a pencil. Yeah. I mean, but he was a little lighter. I think he's about 213 or something, but six foot four. Yeah. He's a really interesting build. Um, I really, I didn't like him, but I still have like a third round, fourth round grade on him. Like, I think he's a good player. I just, I personally didn't like his play style. Um, but I mean, if you're looking for that kind of like Cam Chancellor, like box safety, who can maybe, you know, do some slot, um, like he can do it. Um, I was watching some of the uh, the Senior Bowl stuff and kind of like Corey Trice, kind of like Rajon Wright, like he was jamming guys into the dirt when they were trying to like get off their releases. So, you know, he's got some strength. He's got length. Um, I personally just didn't really like him, but. He's definitely a good player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, see, I, I like Jair Brown, too. I think he would be on our reach. Like, that guy has – even though his speed doesn't say it all, I looked at his yeah. pro day. He actually ran a four five seven after running a slow 40 at the combo. Yeah, no, I agree. I really like Jair Brown. I have an early fourth-round grade on him. Um, just really liked his, like, trigger, his burst. Doesn't really have, like you said, like, great speed, but – I thought he did really well in the run game, especially in his ability to evade blockers, like uh, like wrong shouldering guys, where it's like your blockers coming, and he would just he had this uncanny ability to just like make guys miss, and then come around and get the and like make the tackle. Um, but he was so good, just like filtering through traffic and getting to the guy and making a tackle. Uh, really like Jair Brown. Yeah, he seems to make the plays at the perfect time. And then you got Jamie Robinson, who I really like also. Like, I just like his uh, – seems like the guy has confidence and he seems like he fits pretty well with the defense we run. Yeah, no, I like him too. I think both those guys are uh, potentially guys that will be there in that kind of late third round area where we've got those three comp picks. Um, I'd be happy with either one of them. Um, I do have uh, I do have two sleepers that uh, – that I really like. So one of them, I don't know if he's that much of a sleeper, but Quindell Johnson out of Memphis is fun. He is really fun. He is like, uh, he's like six foot one, two Oh five. So he's got that kind of like ideal safety size. Um, his movement skills are really good, but the dude just flies around the field and just blows up everything. And, uh, I think his like movement skills He's got enough of the range that he could play like single high. Cause you know how we do it where we'll have like, we'll have one safety in the box. We'll have the other like single high. And then if there's a formation shift, then they'll like rotate. So they're, they're not always a single high. And then sometimes they're in like, sometimes they're split when we were on quarters, but we run single high. We can like rotate, you know, like which safety is like single high versus in the box. I think that he has enough range that he could play single high in that kind of rotation that we do. Oh yeah. Um, I think but yeah, he, no, he was, he was fun. I, I really liked watching his tape. I checked out some of his film, but there's this one kid that's getting my attention a lot. Like, um, like if you want to go with a guy who just fits the Niners and just has that mold, uh, Brandon Hill from Pittsburgh just fits that mold, just the physicality, the way he makes plays. It's like, if you want to get this guy, take a chance on him. I like this kid. Like, I think I would give him more in between a 
maybe a fourth to a fifth round grade. I could see better tape out of him if he's properly coached. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I didn't like him as much, but he's definitely somebody that I could see, uh, you know, playing on the field. There wasn't uh there wasn't really anything bad. It was just, it was a little bit inconsistent at times. Um, but like you said, like coach a kid up, you know, yeah, like Wilkes the can coach have really up. good coaches. Yeah. Wilkes can coach him up. And then there's another guy I'm hearing his name pop up like insane is Anthony Johnson jr. From Iowa state. Like, okay. Yeah. Name? Yeah. If I remember correctly, uh, Oh gosh, is that who I think it is? I think he might be the guy that's uh converted, like converted from corner to safety. Yeah, his versatility. I think they're looking at him as like another Jimmy Ward. Yeah, where is he? Where is he? I know I've got the notes in here somewhere. There we go, Anthony Johnson out of Iowa. Yeah, no, I liked him too. Um, I think I've got him in like a like a fifth, sixth round. Um. But yeah, I really liked how he like uh, just came down. Um, he was a little inconsistent, but again, you're talking guy who was playing corner, got moved to safety. Different transition, yeah. Exactly. You know, it's going to take a little bit of time, but the traits are there, and it's someone where I think the Niners this year, what they're looking for in a safety is someone that they can kind of do their red shirt program they do, where it's like, hey, we draft you, we like you, you're going to sit for a year behind this veteran, and then you're going to come in and play after that, just like how Hafunga did, just like how Aaron Banks did. You know, like you sit behind the starter, maybe you play a few snaps here and there, and then year two is when you start. So I think that they're probably going to do that with like a free safety guy where they want to develop him, kind of redshirt him, play him on special teams, coach him up. And then the next year when uh, Tayshawn Gibson's probably not here next year, that's when this guy is going to play. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. I think that's a good choice. But then when I saw what you did on Twitter, is like you put on some good tape on uh, Jalen Redmond. That's a guy that plays the tackle, bro. I think he's like the guy that we, we can't pass on. Like what kind of grade did you have him as? I had a third-round grade on him. Um, I will say I think that there's, he's, he's only going to be doing like one thing. And I think that the one thing that he does is really good. And that's just being a penetrating three technique, just like twitchy and just off the line. And just, it was like every play that I watched, he was firing out of his stance so fast and he was in the backfield. Um, I don't think that he's going to play defensive end. I don't think he's big enough to uh, take on double teams and stuff like that. But if you just want like a pure, like pass rushing three technique, he was really good. So yeah, I, I think that uh, you'd reached out to me about that and said that you really liked him too. And I've heard mixed, I've heard mixed things on him. I've, I've got like a third round grade on him. I've heard other people say that he's like a sixth rounder, but I mean the, the two three games that I watched, like he was balling. He was just out there in the backfield constantly. Yeah, that's a guy that I heard a lot of buzz about. Like I've watched a lot of his his tape, watched a lot of games, and. Uh... Seems like a really good player. Like Oklahoma seems to produce some really good defensive linemen. Yeah. So like a lot. I got, I got one more safety. So have you heard of Jordan Howden out of Minnesota? <clears throat> yeah, I heard of his name. This guy is listed in between a six to a seven round grade. But I, the more I watch his film, the more I think he should be a little more higher. I I agree. So the reason why his name popped up was because he was one of the 49ers top 30 visits. Yep. 
So I don't know how familiar you are, the listeners are with the top 30 business, but you can bring up to 30 draft prospects into your, um, into like your, I don't know what you call it, like the office or whatever, the Niners facility and spend up to 24 hours with them. He was one of the 30 that they did. And uh, I really liked him. He reminded me of Jimmy Ward a little bit, just somebody who has the athleticism that's always on top where he needs to be. He's got the speed. He ran a four, four, nine. So he's got speed. He's got range. He's got really good feet and he's a really good tackler. I didn't see a whole lot of him um, like being a ball hawk, but just in terms of like somebody who can just like always be over the top and then fly in and make tackles. um, I really liked him. He's not a big hitter, but he's, he's somebody who I can legit see becoming like the free safety of the future. Yeah. I I can see that as possible too, but um, But yeah, I really liked him. I had a fifth round grade. Yeah, I think he should be a little more higher because I like his uh, IQ and the way he plays the game a little better. It's like, um, oh, here's a good question. If you could hang out with any football players, past or present, for a day, who and why? Fred Warner? Dude, that is a stud. And not only that, but... 54, I like 54, the number, because I played football with that number. There you go. But the reason why Fred Warner is... George Kittle is George Kittle is probably my favorite player and Nick Bosa is incredible but George Kittle's energy level is just too much for me like I'm a very low-key kind of person and I feel like I wouldn't be able to handle George Kittle's energy as fun as it would be to be around him but I feel like I could sit down and just like talk football with Fred Warner for hours um, I actually met George Kittle at uh, one of uh, at uh, John Chapman's draft party last year, nice. and uh, dude was awesome. Uh, he came in, he was super chill. He's huge, by the way. He's George huge. Kittle? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Fred, Fred Warner. Warner. Fred Warner's pretty big, huh? You yeah, know. dude. Um, but yeah, I actually like I shook his hand, met him, talked to him for you know just like a quick minute, and it was really cool because I asked him, I was like, hey. What's it like being on that field in the game? And he was like, dude, it's awesome. You feel like you're a superhero. <laughs> that dude has a good personality. I, know, and I was like, ah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, like the guy. I think he'd be super awesome to hang out with just because I could literally just talk football with him for hours. Oh, he seemed like that kind of guy too. But I think Kittle's like that one guy I just like to hang out with just He's because. So yeah, go to a wrestling event with him. Go beat up the Miz or go beat up some other wrestlers. And just, that was so great. Yeah, like the way I'm, you know, I'm not big you. on WWE, like any of that stuff, but like I love that he loves it and everything that he does is just awesome. Yeah, I see. I mean, Fur Wonder seems like a fun guy too, but I think Kill is just that one guy you got to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. But um, in all perspectively, man, there's just a lot of good prospects this year as far as like tight end class. I think it's one of the best. Um, safety, it's pretty solid. Offense line, it's okay. I mean, quarterback, it's a little better than last year. Yeah, I think, I think you're right on most of that. I think a lot of this is just that there's quality guys in this draft. I think at like every level, it's just finding the guy that's going to be the right fit for your team. You know, there's 
15 or 20 tight ends. <clears throat> I think there's probably like five or sorry, I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> yeah. I think there's probably like five or six of them that would be a good fit. And I think it's like that with most of the positions, you know, there's, there's a hundred different receivers, not literally, but there's a lot of different receivers and it's, Hey, you know, which one is going to fit with us? But I think there's good players all the way through the draft. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens come draft day. Oh, absolutely, bro. Hey, uh, thank you for your time, bro. We've been going on for almost like 90 minutes or two hours, bro, but it's a blast. But, but tell everybody else where they can find your social media platform and all that stuff, man. Maybe down the road, we'll definitely catch up once again. Yeah, sorry, I had to mute that for coughing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're watching, you can see it right there. <laughs> yeah, she was there too. She uh, She met Fred too. And Eli, Elijah Mitchell and Fred, they were both there. That's was, cool. Uh, yeah, he was cool. supposed to, those two were there at the John Chapman event. Yeah. 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 It was pretty. I awesome. wanted to go there so bad, but John Chapman never sent me an invitation. You got to uh, tell John to send me one. You got to sign up. Ah, that's <laughs> it costs money, dude. It's, I know. I'm just playing that's, around. That's just life. <laughs> I'm just messing no, but, um, Yeah. So I have a podcast. Um, I do it inconsistently. So. Like right now I'm putting out like a dozen podcasts that are just like a mini series on should we draft in like each position. They're just like five, 10 minute episodes. I'm putting out like a dozen of those this weekend. Um, I have, uh, I do other episodes inconsistently. So feel free to subscribe, but that's Brian Carter nine, nine, just type it all into your Apple or your Spotify. Uh, if you go to my Twitter uh, I'm on Twitter a lot. I've always got my most recent episode pinned as my top tweet. I'll, I'll like get the, I'll upload it or whatever. I'll tweet it and then I'll pin it. So it's always pinned to the top of my Twitter. And my Twitter is Brian PNW nine, nine. So B R I A N P N W like Pacific Northwest nine, nine. Uh, yeah. So yeah, find me on Twitter, check out on Spotify or Apple podcast. Um, yeah. Just like, you know, say hi on Twitter at me or whatever. Um, and I am going to be, like I said, I've got like 90, not 90. I've got about 70 pages of notes. Pause. Got it. Notes and uh, over 200 draft prospects that I've done draft write-ups on. Um, and they're like nobody in like the first or second round. These are all like third round and later. So, I wrote all of this just specifically for the Niners draft. And if you just send me a DM on Twitter, I'd be happy to uh, send you it over when I finish it up, uh, which should be tomorrow night. I want to be done with it because I probably put over a hundred hours just into like yeah. researching all these guys. Yeah. That's a lot of homework on you, man. That's gotta be like, I'm exhausted, <laughs> exhausted as heck. I, and it must be very exhausted that you had to like come on the show for this long, but I'm pretty sure you had a blast, bro. So it's like, no, I did. Yeah, for anybody else, man, go check out Brian99. Like, we got 99 problems, but Brian ain't one. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, definitely appreciate everybody that tuned in to check out me and Brian. We're talking NFL draft. We're talking some stuff. And definitely we'll catch you guys on the next episode. And go check out my boy Brian on Twitter and go check out his podcast on Spotify. He's got some good stuff. Um, we'll catch you all later. Peace. Appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. So uh, again, if you did, 
Um, if you want a copy of the draft companion, shoot me a DM on Twitter. Happy to send that out to you. Other than that, like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, all that good stuff. You know what to do. And uh, until next time, go Niners. Thank you.